Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, November 14th, and we start with local news. On Saturday, Murray County Fire Department was called to rescue a horse in a sinkhole. When units arrived, they found the horse in the remnants of a pond which had dried out due to drought. Murray County Fire Department members retrieved plywood from the training center for work platforms. The Murray County Highway Department was immediately requested for an excavator. Ralph Alexander was called for his response with a backhoe, and the Williamson County Rescue Squad was requested for a large animal harness. A veterinarian also responded from Tennessee Equine and provided care and sedation during the rescue operation. After five and a half hours of intense work, the horse was successfully removed from the mud. Dirt is moving in Spring Hill's June Lake community, and homes are selling faster than they can be built, officials say. The Spring Hill-based project, spearheaded by Southeast Venture LLC, isn't scheduled to be completed for another two decades, but construction has been happening at the multi-acre site since 2021. While construction has been occurring for a while, it has mostly been infrastructure. We only recently started vertical construction, said Southeast Venture Principal Wood Caldwell. But interest in the development is high, officials agree. When Tudor Homes announced last year that they were starting construction on the development's first 28 residences, emails started flying in, asking when they'd be ready for purchase, according to David Tudor, the company's founder and owner. Tudor Homes is continuing to make progress on the construction of the homes, which range in size from 3,000 to 3,500 square feet. And while many are eager to purchase, Tudor Homes does not allow homes to be pre-sold, company officials said. They expect these homes to be listed on the market for $900,000. Contractor Signature Homes is also building homes for June Lake, with pricing starting at $645,000. And according to Caldwell, they have pre-sold 10 homes. Once the development is completely finished, June Lake will offer buyers a choice of three different neighborhoods. Saddle Walk will feature 400 single-family homes and townhouses. The Preserve will feature 28 single-family homes. And Solstice will feature a 227-unit apartment complex. Besides home construction, work has also begun on a 3 million gallon water tank that will provide water to June Lake and Spring Hill residents. It is scheduled to be completed by September of 2024. Other plans for the development include 3.9 million square feet of Class A office space, about 1.3 million square feet of retail and restaurant space, and 400 hotel rooms. The development has already attracted businesses that are new to Tennessee, including the grocery chain Hy-Vee, which is set to open at June Lake next spring. Work is also continuing on a new I-65 exit at June Lake, which officials hope will alleviate traffic. The city of Spring Hill is fully funding the project, but city officials received a $25 million federal build grant from the U.S. Department of Transportation to aid in construction. Continued delays in the interchange's project schedule have caused the anticipated completion date to be pushed to late spring, TDOT announced earlier this summer. The original completion date was set for this summer. It was pushed to the winter of this year due to permitting and right-of-way delays, but with additional issues in unforeseen weather and unsuitable soil, it was pushed again, TDOT said. Aerial photos taken of June Lake in September show progress on infrastructure and site work for the Solstice and Saddlewalk neighborhoods, as well as the interchange. Crews are also making progress on the development's Enon Creek Greenway. 
The Greenway is one of several major amenities planned for June Lake, which has been nicknamed the new gateway to Spring Hill. Others include nature-friendly spaces, an 11-acre lake, and pedestrian-friendly dining and shopping options. Want to keep up with the latest on what's happening at June Lake? Quarterly updates are posted online at www.junelaketn.com. Murray Regional Medical Center has received an A grade, the highest possible ranking from the Leapfrog Hospital Safety Grade for the fall of 2023. This is a national distinction that acknowledges the center's accomplishments in protecting patients from preventative harm and errors. The Leapfrog Group is an independent national watchdog organization with a 10-year history of assigning letter grades to general hospitals throughout the United States based on the hospital's ability to prevent medical errors and harm to patients. The grading system is peer-reviewed, fully transparent, and free to the public. Hospital safety grade results are based on more than 30 national performance measures and are updated each fall and spring. We remain fully committed to the protection and safety of all patients in our care, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. This acknowledgement from the LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade is a direct reflection of the diligence our employees and medical staff have when caring for patients. I'm extremely grateful for all Murray Regional Medical Center staff members who consistently make this recognition possible, he said. The LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade uses up to 30 national performance measures of publicly available hospital safety data to assign grades to nearly 3,000 U.S. acute care hospitals twice yearly. The methodology of this process is peer-reviewed and fully transparent, with results free to the public. I applaud the hospital leadership and workforce for their strong commitment to safety and transparency, said Leah Binder, president and CEO of the LeapFrog Group. An A safety grade is a sign that hospitals are continuously evaluating their performance so they can best protect patients. Your hospital team should be extremely proud of their dedication and achievement, she said. To learn more about Murray Regional Medical Center's commitment to quality, including accreditation, certifications, and recognitions, visit murrayregional.com forward slash quality. In other Murray Regional news, Murray Regional Medical Center has been granted provisional designation as a Level 4 Trauma Center by the Tennessee Department of Health after a recent on-site review. All trauma designations begin with a provisional status for one year. Murray Regional Medical Center will submit a report and undergo another site visit after one year. The result will be reviewed by the Board of Licensing Healthcare Facilities, and if approved, the medical center will be granted a three-year designation as a Level 4 Trauma Center. This designation reaffirms our commitment to providing exceptional emergency care to residents throughout southern Middle Tennessee, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. It wouldn't be possible without the exceptional care being provided by our intensive care and emergency teams, he said. The Tennessee State Trauma Center site visit team conducted a provisional site visit at Murray Regional Medical Center on October 12th to ensure compliance with all criteria required for state provisional designation as a Level 4 trauma center. The site visit included interviews with key personnel, chart reviews, trauma activation criteria, and reviews of various facility and staff resources, capabilities, and services. Trauma center designation is available I'm sorry, is designed rather to identify hospitals that are committed to providing a given level of care for trauma patients. For more information about the state of Tennessee's trauma care system plan, visit www.tn.gov. Reigning Southeastern Conference softball champion Tennessee will return to Columbia for the 2024 Mid-State Classic and take on Memphis on April 2nd 
in the April 2nd contest at Ridley Park. It hasn't been officially announced, but it's been set. City of Columbia Parks and Recreation Director Mac Reagan said on Friday, confirming the date and the foes for what has become the facility's headline event since its 2011 opening. This will be the sixth area appearance for the Lady Vols since the event's 2014 inception, and their third matchup in the game against Memphis. Most recently, UT defeated the Lady Tigers 8-4 in Columbia in 2022. It's one of our favorite events every year because we know how much the people of Tennessee support softball, Lady Vols coach Karen Weekly said. We know the city of Columbia is going to put on a great event. Both teams are going to be treated like royalty, and it's just really fun to come play in an atmosphere where people are so invested and care about what we do, she said. Last spring in Columbia, Tennessee defeated Austin P 6-1 on March 15th en route to a 51-10 finish, a sweep of the SEC regular season and tournament titles and a berth in the Women's College World Series Final Four. Hopefully, we'll be on track for a repeat performance, Coach Weekly said. Memphis, in its first season under former Alabama standout and longtime Crimson Tide assistant Stephanie Van Brakel Prothrow, went 8-43 in 2023. I'm really looking forward to playing Memphis, Weekly said. There's definitely a new look to the program with Stephanie at the helm. I think she's one of the exciting young coaches in our game. I think it's going to be really good for both schools. She'd reached out to me about scheduling a game with us. This seemed like a pretty good way to make it happen. When I told her what the event was about, the kind of atmosphere they'd played in, she was all in, she said. After defeating Middle Tennessee State 9-8 in the inaugural Mid-State Classic, UT has since gone unbeaten with wins over Belmont in 2016, Memphis in 2018, and MTSU in 2019. Scheduling issues prevented a contest from taking place in 2015, and the Lady Vols' 2017 matchup with Auburn was canceled because of weather concerns. Their 2022 win over Memphis followed a two-year pandemic-related hiatus. This will be the latest that the Mid-State Classic has been played since the 2018 game held on April 10th, following Tennessee's fourth conference weekend series. This season, the contest will be preceded for the Lady Vols by SEC weekends against Missouri, South Carolina, and Auburn, the latter two on the road. A lot of times we try to come over spring break, which is usually the middle of March, Coach Weekly said. This year, we're doing something a little different over our spring break and traveling somewhere to play and try to take our kids for an educational experience up in Washington, D.C. That required us to go to Columbia a little later, which I don't think is a bad thing, she said. Hopefully, we'll get a little better weather than we do sometimes. In addition to the UT Memphis game, the District 9-4A high school contest between Murray County rivals Columbia Central and Spring Hill is set for 10 a.m., according to Central coach John McDonald. Getting to be the first high school to play at the Mid-State Classic was neat, McDonald said. Giving those girls that opportunity to play in front of those college coaches was really cool. Being a district matchup this year adds a little more to it. It helps the county. Having two teams playing, it's going to be great for the community, he said. The Lady Lions defeated Tullahoma 10-2 prior to last year's collegiate doubleheader. Columbia State, which has participated in the Mid-State Classic from the beginning, has not had any communication with city officials in the 2024 event, according to both Athletics Director Katie Willingham and first-year Lady Chargers coach Samantha King. Last year, Columbia State fell to Motlow State 7-0 prior to the UT-Austin P clash. Local education leaders laid out their priorities for the remainder of the academic year at the annual State of the Schools luncheon held by the Spring Hill Chamber. 
The panel of leaders included Jason Golden, superintendent of Williamson County Schools, Lisa Ventura, the superintendent of Murray County Schools, Dr. Janet Smith, the president of Columbia State Community College, and Mike Whitehead, president T-Cat Pulaski, as well as Dr. James Thomas, the president of Columbia Academy. Unsurprisingly, the conversation centered around growth. As the population continues to grow in southern Middle Tennessee, the need for additional learning spaces increases. For Ventura, one of the most important reasons for new infrastructure, such as Battle Creek High School, is school safety. My top priority is student safety. Our elementary schools are full. Obviously, our high schools are full. That's why we build a new high school, so it hurts my heart when I see students learning in the hallway, she said. It hurts my heart as a teacher because of the learning environment. But as a safety aspect, if evil enters that building, there are children learning in the hallway, she said. Ventura said Battle Creek High School is currently ahead of schedule to open in August of 2024, but noted there would need to be a winter without snow to stay on course. Murray County Public Schools was the first system in the state to have a school resource officer in every school, but Ventura said safety measures go even further. We have bullet-resistant glass to cameras on buildings to digital access. All of that is expensive technology, but we are committed to spending those funds to ensure the safety of every child and every staff member. We want every person to go home safely to their families, and unfortunately in the world today, that cannot be underscored, she said. Population and infrastructure growth wasn't the only thing Ventura touched on. However, noting the school system's recent test scores show a significant jump in academic achievement. Murray County Public Schools has not been known as a high flyer in academics, and we're going to change that, she said. Our growth scores last year are nothing short of remarkable. All of our schools are growing. We've made more than one year's growth at multiple schools, and I could not be prouder of my schools in the district, she said. At Columbia Academy, growth has become more than necessary as the school is currently at capacity with students. It used to be that we would pray for, our, for more students, but now it's send us the right teachers. Staffing is a priority and a challenge. We have been blessed, but we're trying to raise salaries and catch up to folks we can't quite catch up to right now. But we're trying to find the best people for the front line, Dr. Thomas said. He added the school is amidst a fundraising effort to complete projects within their strategic and campus master plans, which could include more buildings to house classrooms for students. More than that, though, Thomas said his top priority is simply to continue the mission of Columbia Academy, which they set out in 1979 when the school was founded. We have grown as a school a lot. It's different for us than in the past, but we're going to stay committed to our mission, he said. We want to prepare them for the future academically, and we want them to be Christ-like in attitude, he said. Two local higher education institutions laid out priorities for the next year as well, which include building projects to address the growing needs of students. One of those projects, in conjunction with TCAP Pulaski, is the Southern Regional Technology Center. Dr. Smith said the project has been funded and is in the design phase at this time. The proposed Southern Regional Technology Center, which will exist on the west side of the Columbia campus, will be a hub for workforce development. The -the state-of-the-art facility will provide a central location in the region to meet the educational and training needs of citizens and employers. It will be a major economic and workforce development resource by providing the latest in industry and healthcare training with an emphasis on partnerships through internships, apprenticeships, program development, and job placement. Additionally, Columbia State is adding an arts and technology center to its Williamson campus that will include new programs. 
Some of the new programs at the Arts and Technology Center at the Williamson campus are a practical nursing program, and we have joined forces with Dixon TCAT to offer the nursing program as well as a digital graphic design program, Dr. Smith said. For TCAT Pulaski, growth is the focus as well. The school is adding 31,000 square feet of learning space with a $30 million project that will add additional programs and expand space for existing programs. We've got 48,000 square feet of training space at the main campus, and we're adding 31,000 square feet. It's a $30 million project and adding tech with an electric vehicle component, cosmetology, digital graphic design, and we're doubling our welding capacity and expanding our industrial maintenance capacity, Whitehead said. We're going to use those expansions to serve our five-county area, and this will help us reach more students. Adding those programs will be about 27% more students. We run about 300 adult students, so we will add about 75 to 100 more, he said. Being student-centered is a major focus for both TCAP Pulaski and Columbia State. The biggest priority for Dr. Smith and Columbia State is consistency across the region and creating a one-college approach. We have five campuses, but looking at ourselves as one college and how we work together. So regardless of where a student is, they get the same experience, whether it's instructional or engagement, she said. We're a student-center college. We have always worked to make our students the center of what we do, she said. Additionally, Whitehead said they are working to create an active alumni network to keep graduates abreast of what's happening at the school and calling upon them to encourage current students. There are few, if any, TCATs that have that, and we're excited about the opportunities it will present us to stay connected with our alumni. We've had extremely successful alumni, and we want to stay in touch with them and keep them a part of our story as we undergo this expansion, he said. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Edna Benefield Lentz. 100, retired owner and operator of Variety Record Shop, died Saturday at Gardens of Poplar Estates in Columbia. Funeral services will be conducted Wednesday at Parkway Baptist Church Burial, and burial will follow at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 12 p.m. until the time of the service at Parkway Baptist Church. David Ray Stevens, 76, retired Master Sergeant for the United States Army and a resident of Kalioka, died Sunday at his residence. Funeral services will be conducted Thursday at 10 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Paul Thomas Smith, 68, a resident of Lobelville and former equipment technician for Vanderbilt, died Wednesday at his residence. A memorial service will be held on Thursday, November 16th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements, and condolences may be extended online at www.oaksandnichols.com. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. 
and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies early with increasing clouds throughout the day. The high will be around 70 degrees with winds out of the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect cloudy skies and a low of 46 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118. 
or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction, or timing can be intimidating. At The Wave Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-586-6969. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Fort Campbell soldiers are dealing with another loss this year after five soldiers were killed in a Black Hawk helicopter crash overseas on Saturday. This is the second fatal Black Hawk crash that the base has dealt with in 2023. On Saturday, five members of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment, known as the Night Stalkers, were killed when the MH-60 Black Hawk helicopter crashed over the Mediterranean Sea during a training mission on Veterans Day weekend. The fatal first fatal crash happened in March. Nine soldiers were killed during a routine training exercise when two HH-60 Black Hawk helicopters in the Army's 101st Airborne Division crashed in Trigg County, Kentucky, west of Fort Campbell. Tennessee Department of Transportation's Nobody Trashes Tennessee announces its third annual No Trash November, a month-long statewide initiative encouraging Tennesseans to participate in cleanup, cleanup events in their communities. Last year's campaign included 95 events with over 1,300 volunteers who collected more than 48,000 pounds of litter from the state's roadways. Litter on our public roads has detrimental impacts on safety, the environment, and the economy, while also detracting from Tennessee's natural beauty, said Deputy Governor and TDOT Commissioner Butch Ellie. We want to ensure our roadways are safe from the harmful effects of litter, especially with the upcoming holidays and increased travel, he said. In partnership with Keep Tennessee Beautiful, Adopt-A-Highway participants in youth groups including Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, the initiative encourages residents to join existing public events or host their own community cleanup in November. We are grateful for our many partners across the state that are once again coming together in November to help us in our mission to prevent and reduce litter and look forward to reaching our goal to remove 50,000 pounds of litter from our roadways, said Brittany Morris, Transportation Program Coordinator for TDOT. By working together to improve and beautify communities across the state, we can make an even larger impact, she said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Dolly Parton is everywhere, it seems, opening a new resort at Dollywood, releasing a rock album, unveiling branded products, even doing podcasts. Knoxville fans will get a unique opportunity to see the Tennessee icon this coming weekend. Parton just announced on Instagram that she will be at Neyland Stadium to cheer on the volunteers as they take on Georgia at 3.30 p.m. on November 18th. Well, hello, it's Dolly, and I am so excited to join 101,000 of my friends in the best place for college football, Neyland Stadium. Parton, decked out in Vols Orange, said in the Instagram reel, I'll see you there, she said. She then commented, I can't wait to cheer on Vol football this Saturday. See you on Rocky Top. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.